Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I don't even know what to do with myself. It's sunny outside on a mid-February Wednesday, and last night when I left the show, got home, it was still light outside. We've turned, we're turning the corner. It's almost springtime. I know I'm getting the cart before the horse, but a beautiful day here in Western Montana. Hope you're having a great day around the state of Montana. Welcome in. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you. For hanging out with us here uh, on this Wednesday, as we call it in the uh, sports world, it's the stretch run. So we are into now the stretch run of Big Sky Conference basketball. Crazy to think only one weekend left each for the Lady Grizz and the Men Grizz in Missoula, Bobcats and Bozeman and everybody else around the league. Last set of road trips coming up, last set of home games coming up. Only five, four or five, depending on who you are in the Big Sky. Regular season games remaining, and uh, then all of a sudden, bam, here we are. We're into tournament time, and we're into Boise. It's already tournament time in the uh, smaller high school sporting divisions in the state of Montana. District tournaments across Class B and Class C. We'll get to some divisionals this upcoming weekend. And then, boom, all of a sudden, we're into state tournament weekends as well. So, fun time of year. We'll keep you as caught up as we possibly can uh, each and every weekday here between 4 and 6. Uh, on to on us now on ESPN Radio. Get things kicked out today as we do each Wednesday with our Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Go through the entire slate of the Women's League, some of the top storylines, uh, as well as uh, some of the upcoming games for um, this upcoming weekend. And uh, then hour number two, a fun ESPN roundtable, very insightful ESPN roundtable as well. Matt Brown, he's the curator of the Extra Points newsletter. He has joined us, I think, two or maybe even three times in the past. 
extra points is basically off the field college sports journalism. So what's going on in athletic departments? What's up with NIL? How is that being affected by unionization and the court of law and the NCAA and the transfer portal, all these ins and outs, all this stuff that we're talking about. Matt writes an unbelievably well-researched, very well-informed newsletter that he puts out. And he's just a great guy to talk to. It's a great source for us to have because, I mean, Matt has about 50,000 followers on Twitter and he has a gigantic audience for his Extra Points newsletter. I think creeping up towards 20,000 subscribers for this newsletter. And he's based in Chicago, but he has a, a strong affinity for and a great knowledge of sports uh, at the mid-major level and at the FCS level. I actually first met him at a press at the press box in Bozeman before a, a Montana-Montana State football game in, I think, 2019. And uh, we've kept in touch since then. And he's always a great guy to talk to. So very, very insightful conversation about NIL, what all of it means, the uh, sort of the differentiating, differentiating factors in the two types of NIL that are out there right now. There's, you know, there's the big hitters. There's the the Caitlin Clarks of the world, the Arch Mannings of the world that are getting all these big time deals. Then there's just the the everyday person or just the the normal student athlete who's getting a piece of the pie from the collectives. What's the difference? How do we differentiate? So Matt Brown swings by to talk about the state of college athletics, as it were, here for our ESPN roundtable. And then we were supposed to have Big Sky Doc Fest interview, but we do not have that. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get out of here a little early, but I'll be with you till about 5.35. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm going to just going to turn it over to these guys, see if they can improv. I'm sure they could come up with something. Uh, Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton will be uh, rolling with you to finish up the show here. Uh, maybe we can do a little Grizzly Cross. They have uh, some stuff coming up, and we'll have the games on the ESPN MT app or uh, whatever else these guys can figure out. But uh, that's your show outlook here uh, on this fine Wednesday. You want to be a part of the show, you always can, 406-888-1029. That's 888 Remember that number if you want to call or text and give us uh, feedback or questions. And also, if you want to win some wings, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Wing It Wednesday, every Wednesday here, uh, presented by the Despo. We'll do that about 530 as well. Best wings in the city of Missoula, so remember that number, 406-888-1029. As always, you can stream the show, 1029ESPN.com, as well as uh, on the ESPN MT app and if you're listening on the radio you already know it's 1029 espn radio around western montana and if you are uh, already watching on tv you already know it's swx uh, around the state of montana krista how you doing i am doing great uh, a late night last night for you guys Ooh. didn't get home till the wee hours i right? hear yes it was a tough trip up to glacier yeah Wolf both pack brought bo- it both hellgate and sentinel were up in the flathead last night uh and hellgate uh, suffered a, a tough loss. Big win by Glacier, by the way. Uh, what would you think of just the, the back and forth? Well, it was surprising. I mean, I they, mean Hellgate's they, been undefeated in the West so far right, this year. Right, but an, an eye-opening loss where yeah. you just try to take from it and, you know, get some momentum going into senior night on Thursday, and then you just have to wipe the slate clean and really think about divisionals next week in Butte. When, it talks about, when you talk about a, a young team like Hellgate, though, I mean, just two seniors, right? One but senior. One senior, One right. senior tomorrow. That's our on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, it's amazing that they've been able to put together this great run. Uh, I actually think that if they can turn this into a positive, it can be a positive, right? You stub your toe in a regular season game. 
maybe it opens your eyes a little bit because now you're going into divisionals, then you're going into state. Well, so same thing happened last year. They totally. lost, to, uh, lost to Glacier up, and then ended up winning state. And then exactly what happened? They ended up mm-hmm. running the table uh, in the Mining City and uh, and taking home the state championships. So uh, certainly. Uh, a lot to be decided still, but that, that's the news of the day in the high school world. Hellgate lost their first Western AA game last night, but still plenty of basketball uh, left to be played. And you got to give a lot of credit to Glacier as well. They've been a team that's sort of been in the middle of the West, but they're trying to fight for some seeding coming into this divisional. And uh, on your home court, you get it done. Maybe a confidence-building uh, win for the Wolfpack uh, as well. We've also been talking about Caitlin Clark a fair amount lately. How could you not? This young lady's awesome. It's just, it's so fun to me that, as you know, Krista, women's basketball has continued to rise and gain popularity, but but this is like a tipping point. This is an ambassador of women's I mean, basketball. I mean, she's, she's getting everybody to watch. She's not just getting people that really are basketball junkies that need more basketball. She's getting people to choose to watch Iowa women over everything else, and that's pretty sweet. This is a fun tidbit, though. Caitlin Clark, who set the all-time uh, Division I scoring record last week, she uh, plays for Iowa, who's in the Big Ten. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament, which is being hosted in Minneapolis, they've already almost completely sold out every single ticket for single game and all-session passes. There's fewer than 2,000 tickets left. We're still two weeks away from this tournament. There's fewer than 2,000 tickets left for the seven sessions all told. That's 109,000 total tickets that have been sold to the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. If they sell it out, which I expect that they will, it'll be the first ever full sellout of the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. It's pretty sweet. Very sweet. I know you saw that Katie Edwards met her on a chance encounter. Former Lady Grizz great. Um, Just in the parking lot. She's carrying Dunkin' Donuts. Wow. Katie happened to see her and just gave a little fangirl action. She took a picture. It was really I love neat. it. Well, uh, oh, there's a lot of, uh, that blazed the trail, but Katie Edwards was uh, a great player for the Lady Grizz. And, oh, and, and for Denton and Lewistown, too. Uh, no doubt. Wow. No doubt. And uh, it's I bet you Katie Edwards loves Caitlin Clark because Katie Edwards maybe didn't handle the ball quite like Caitlin Clark, but she could shoot it. Oh, she definitely she, could. She could definitely shoot it. And uh, in this sort of new age where three-pointers have become such a, a huge part of the game, the Lady Grizz, for as old school as Robin Selvig was, they were sort of on the forefront of that. And I always found it fascinating that three of the the best three-point shooters in Lady Grizz history all played high school basketball in Lewistown. Katie Edwards, Sonia Rogers, Rogers, Macaulay Filler. Filler was not quite of the, the prolific nature of those other two, but she was a great scorer across the board, and she could definitely shoot the three. So I always, always, always thought that was uh, cool. Sonia Rogers and I talked about that quite a bit when Sonia was actually coaching uh, Macaulay Filler. But that's that's one part of basketball, college basketball, uh, in the state of Montana that's that's so cool because you get these little pipelines. I mean, Lewistown's what? 5,000 people. I, I love it. And, and you've had like multiple standout players. So, I mean, Malta's had what, seven great Lady Grizz? And Malta's like a 2,000 person town. That's what uh, that's what makes Montana great. It's around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, presented by our great friends at Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law is a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas of law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. 
Did you by chance watch Utah State last night? Did you get that memo? Oh, wow. How Listen, about I Danny just Sprinkle? In. I, I didn't because I was up in Yeah, I, of course you were watching Glacier, Hellgate. Hard I to watch two things in, at once. And, oh, it was just great to see. Danny's just had so much success this year. It's going to be really hard for Utah State to keep him. It, it, it is for sure. I love, the thing I love about Danny Sprinkle, and I, I was sitting there while, I'm, I'm like a junkie for this stuff now. I love hoops anyways, but I, I, was, I was telling my wife, as we were watching the, the Utah State uh, game last night against San Diego State, which, by the way, Utah State, a huge win over the number 19 team in the country. They're going to be back in the top 20 this week. I mean, this the Aztecs week. are legit, too. I so. mean, the Aztecs played for the championship last year. They were a, a, a final two team in the tournament last year. So, uh, but I, she, my, my wife was, uh, yeah, she loves watching hoops, too. But, but uh, I was telling her, I said, this is as well as I've known someone that's gotten to this level you know, we, we've gotten to know sort of retrospectively guys like Stu Morrill. And, of course, I've known Wayne Tinkle since I was a kid. But Tinks, Tinks doesn't necessarily have that same underdog feel, even though he, he's a great story as a former Grizz player and coach that rose all the way up to the Pac-12. But, you know, I mean, Tinks is as handsome as uh, – he's a handsome devil who's seven feet tall and, and, and he played professional basketball for 15 years. Sprinkle's just a small-town kid from Helena, Montana. And he was a great player at Montana State for sure, but he – absolutely grinded for his first 20 years in college coaching to get this opportunity. And the thing I appreciate about him so much is how much he appreciates it. Like his post game last night, he said, sometimes I can't believe that I'm the coach of this team. He's like, I just think it's so awesome that I get to coach at the spectrum, 10,000 plus fans. Uh, so really cool. And it's, it's just awesome that he's making Montana so proud. Last one, I know you wanted to, to make a little mention of, of Dame, Dame time. I mean, Damian Lillard. How about this guy? Oh. Also a great story with Big Sky Conference roots. And, of course, it's been much chronicled. Um, a lot of times, though, for people in Big Sky country, when people rise to a certain level, we still remember. I mean, Dave Dickinson has been a professional coach. He's won the CFL. You know, he's won the Great Cup as a player and a coach. He's had so much success. We still think of him as the Grizz quarterback from Great Falls. Damian Lillard has reached such a level of superstardom that he's just one of the faces of the NBA. He's so far outgrown any of it, but it's it's so cool that he, he started in the Big Sky Conference. I know, and then also to win an MVP and then win the three-point contest. I mean, you can't really put a lot of stock behind a score that's like 211 to 186. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that's crazy to me. And even Dame said, we could make this a little bit more competitive. I mean, it's so funny because Adam Silver said leading up to the All-Star game, I want this to be competitive. I need you guys to play defense. And these guys were all like, nah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> we play 82 other games where we have to play as hard as we possibly can. We're not going to do that. So uh, it was cool, though, to see Dame as the, uh, the all-star yeah, game. Yeah, the Bucks aren't bad. I mean, they're in third. They're, For sure. They're 35 and 21 right now. I mean, they, they could make a move. But they certainly could. I, I mean, when you get to the playoffs, you're always going to have a chance if you start and end with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard. And the midseason coaching change seems to have done well. Doc Rivers steering the ship now in Milwaukee, so uh, we'll see. Last note on David Lillard, though, I always think it's funny because so often the Big Sky champions are measured by their performances in the tournament, and to become a, a memorable Big Sky Conference figure, you have to go to the tournament. Lillard never did. That's part of the legend of Will Cherry at Montana because he locked down Dame twice in Big Sky title games when the Grizz went instead of Damian Lillard in the Weaver State Wildcats. So, 
just interesting. Lillard, if you were to make a list of college basketball mid-majors, Lillard absolutely be number one in terms of best players who then had success in the NBA that didn't go to the NCAA tournament. He has to be up there. Well, and longevity, too. Eight years or 11 years with yes. Portland before yep. making this move. So he's, yeah, he's definitely solidified himself in the NBA. No, no doubt. I mean, a first-team All-NBA type of guy. Funny, this was his first All-Star start, though. It's funny they had to get it's all on. voted on, though. Right, no, for Culture sure. By fans. I know it's just funny because we we think as living in you know little old Montana, we think of Portland as this giant city. Portland's actually the smallest market in pro sports, besides I think Green Bay, Wisconsin. So a huge following in the Northwest, but there's just not a lot of people out here. Milwaukee's by no means a big market, but it's a way bigger market than uh, Portland. So Dame getting in a bigger market certainly uh, helping him. Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Let's start with the games that uh, I was at and you were on the TV call for. Chris Redpath, by the way, our women's basketball analyst, joining us here uh, in studio. Montana, a clean sweep for the men and the women. Uh, First time, this is actually striking, I thought, first time in 10 years that the Grizzlies swept the Bobcats in football and men's, men's and women's basketball for the three games that were played in Missoula. Now, it comes with a caveat. There's only been five opportunities for that in the last 10 years because every other year the football game's in Bozeman. But in terms of the football game and the basketball games being in Missoula, that's the first time since 2014 that the Grizz won all three of the, you know, sort of quote-unquote big three sports in the rivalry. The one, though, that I thought was maybe the most... Uh, revelatory type of statement was the women's game because Montana, Montana State came into this uh, contest tied in the league standings. The Bobcats had sort of a signature win over the Lady Grizz in Bozeman earlier this year. That win on the Bobcats side and the loss on the Lady Grizz side sort of defined what made Montana State competitive to this point and what had sort of held Montana back to this point. And then the Lady Grizz sort of squelched all of that. I thought it was an impressive, impressive effort. Your, your thoughts on Montana's 72-50 to 50 win over the Cats? Well, it was certainly a reversal of what happened in Bozeman. So I think that you look at Montana, and they do like to dictate pace, right? When they, when they hesitate or they're on their heels, they don't play their best basketball. But when they are firing on all cylinders culture, they are just really tough to beat, and they're so spread. I mean, 14 threes, and it felt like they really took advantage of... Montana State being hesitant and right out of the shoot, just right out of the initial pass off the top, they kept the floor spread. You had Macy Heward making threes on one side, Gina Markson on the other, Espen Miller-McGraw, Carmen G. Feller, Danny Barch. I mean, they just went down the list. And what's interesting about this Lady Grizz team is when they do click offensively, that leads to defensive intensity for them. And I think they really locked Montana State down. Montana State did not get to the free throw line until the second half, which that is completely one of Benford's you know, go-to yes. plans is to to definitely try to find the rim, and they didn't shoot any free throws. And so you got to hand it to Montana for also locking down on the other end. I, I was I was very impressed with Trisha Binford in the post-game press conference because you know, to do a post-game immediately after the game when your team just got completely drilled, it, it's tough. She was very classy, but also I thought it was a great question asked by Slim Kimmel, who's of MTN Sports, and he asked Coach Binford about the lack of trips to the free throw line, and she said, hey. Every team is different in the way that they get things done. Like, what's your identity? And she said, for us, our whole modicum of success comes from first defensively and getting in in passing lanes. They lead the league in steals. It's all about deflections. 
And then offensively, we might not have this firepower in terms of shooting, so we got to get to the free-throw line, and that's how they made all their money. If they don't get to the free-throw line, it's really, really tough for the Cats to operate offensively. And I think you saw that uh, in this game. They have a whole bunch of good pieces, but if they're not getting to the stripe, it's tough for them to score. Right. The Lady Grizz also out-rebounded the Cats, and that was really big. And even Coach Holsinger, in visiting with him before the game, one of his keys is just, Krista, it's possessions. So if we're getting second-chance opportunities right. or we're rebounding the basketball, we're getting more opportunities to go down and score on the offensive end. And, I mean, you take a look at Montana right now. It is crazy that they are leading the nation right Lead now. the nation. Um, 11.1 made threes per game. I mean, that's that's incredible. Fourth nationally in three-point percentage. So that's also a big one, too. No is, doubt. Is that they're shooting close to almost 40% from the three-point line. So 267 makes this year record, record books all around for this Lady Grizz team. Um, I think sustaining that. And, and being able to take that into this last two weeks of conference play, Coulter, will be really key because they have a tough road trip ahead of them down in Sacramento, Portland State. And it's going to tell a lot in these next couple of weeks as to where everyone's going to land in the standings. The Lakers have had some big-time point totals this year. I mean, they've scored 85-plus, I think, five times during conference play. Most of those were against the you know Weber States and Portland States and Sac States of the world. But even when they have scored in the mid to high 80s, They've had games where they explode for eight or ten minutes, and then they have lulls. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I think, is their rotations. Part of it, I think, is just the ebbs and flows of a game. This, on Saturday, was the first game I have seen, at least since the calendar probably turned to, to 2021, maybe NAU in Flagstaff, but one of only maybe two games for the Lady Grizz where from start to finish, they they did not let up. There was no lapse. It, it wasn't just 30 points in this quarter and 8 points in this quarter. It was getting it done 19 to 20 points per quarter. I thought it was the most sustained effort. I think that's so good, not just from an uh, on-court perspective, but from a mental perspective for the Lady Grizz. Well, in the last two games, they've had a different starting lineup with MJ Bruno no coming doubt. off the bench. She's had some back issues, but I almost wonder if that's a better starting lineup for them moving forward. I don't wonder. It is. Uh, Gina Markson <laughs> brings a lot of poise. And yes. she she can start a game, and she just can flow and put them in the right mindset. Both her and Matt Coning on the floor together are a real dominant force for Montana. And then I look at an MJ Bruno, who is more of a role player, she comes in, she makes the great hustle play, yes. she gets the charge, maybe hits a three, gets the team fired up. And so there's certain players that maybe just play that role better. I mean, I was so impressed with Macy Heward, too. I mean, and where she's coming along, um, I watched her after practice before the game on Friday just doing the shooting machine. Just She's there for like an hour after practice, just shooting and her work ethic. And you can tell she's not playing like a freshman anymore because she's coming in. She hit two really big threes in the fourth quarter for Montana. She absolutely did. She also played absolutely monstrous defense. And and they brought her to the post-game press conference because of that. And that's a... That's a huge deal in terms of the learning curve of a true freshman. You bring in somebody like Macy Heward, who's a, a, a star-studded recruit, you know, from a big-time program in Colorado, and and her family's name is well known around the sports world and all that sort of things. Those type of players, they always know how to get their shot. They always know how to, you know, figure out a way to score a few points when they first get to Division One basketball. That's the least of the adjustment. But you able to follow a defensive scheme and execute a defensive scheme. That's that's usually the hardest part. So for her to be able to buy into a role like that, I agree. I also think the lineup shuffle, Matt Coney's a point guard, so is Gina Markson, but they can play off of each other. 
and bringing just those two, MJ Bruno and, and Macy Hewitt off the bench, th- those are pretty much the exclusive bench players in this game against Montana State. I think that I think that it makes their lineups more complete. I think that also Montana utilized Carmen when they needed her. I mean, she finished with nine point seven rebounds, which is really good for Carm. I mean, she just was in the offensive mix, but Danny Barch. I mean, she is one of the greatest players I've seen for a long time, and her knack for the ball. Um, and she just did some amazing Danny things out there, put the ball on the floor, which we haven't seen a ton of, and that was just took the, her game to the next level. And she was all over the place. But her knack for the basketball culture is really fun to watch. More on Danny Barson just a minute. Our Big Sky scoreboard this uh, week from Thursday and Saturday. On Thursday, no Montana schools in action, obviously, because they were getting prepped up for this rivalry game. But Idaho beats Weaver State 60-47. Northern Colorado gets it done against Portland State 65-48. Sac State stays hot. A little bit of a shocker. Drill NAU and Flagstaff 82-66. Eastern Washington beats Idaho State 59-56. Idaho gets the weekend sweep with a one-point win over Idaho State 49-48. Uh, again, Montana beats Montana State 72-50. to Northern Colorado right, gets past Sack, So Sack comes back down to earth a little bit. But that actually is a, looks like a pretty big win at this exact moment for Northern Colorado because Sack was the hottest team in the league, arguably. Uh, UNC wins 65-59. Eastern Washington all over Weaver State 74-54. And uh, NAU 89-73 over Portland State. So they bounce back after that, uh, that loss to... Sac State. But back to this this rivalry game. My other impressions. First of all, you mentioned Carmen G. Feller. To me, the Lady Grizz having a decisive win in which Carmen G. Feller, who is their statistical leader in scoring, didn't even take a shot until midway through the third quarter. This is going to sound funny, but it actually is a great sign of of progress, I think, because you're not you're not necessarily relying on one. We I don't want to sound like I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because we've talked for weeks about how one of the things the Lady Grizz need to do is establish who their go-to scorer is when they have scoring lulls. But the fact that G Filler not didn't score but didn't take a shot until midway through the third quarter, I think it shows you how they were just taking what the defense w- was giving them, and I think that's a, a huge sign for their progress just in general as a team. Well, and I think that's also just plays into Coach Holsinger's motto of do what you're good at. And what they are good at is spreading the floor and looking for open shooters and utilizing that high post when they need it, bringing Carmen G. Feller up for the pick and pop. But moving maybe towards Danny opening up that high post a little bit more and and just um, looking at her ability to take the ball to the floor. Um, but you're you're right. I think that it's just identity now coming into the tournament. Like, where do you want to be yep. um, strength-wise on the offensive end? And Montana, that was a statement win for the Lady Grizz. And no it doubt. really sent shockwaves through the conference. It, it absolutely did. You mentioned Danny Barsh, too. And I think that her... her we, we've talked about her impact and, and her, the flashes that she's showed. But the, the incremental things she's added in the last couple weeks are such a huge... Boost for the Lady Grizz, first of all. But secondly, I think it's it's just so indicative of how much more dangerous even still the Lady Grizz can become. A lot of stuff they run in the half-court offense, they run it out of the high post with both Barsh and G. Feller. G. Feller is such a good mid-range shooter. That makes a lot of sense. She's skilled. She can pass. But Barsh, until Saturday, I thought was maybe a limited passer. 
Well, she blew the game open with her three assists in the first quarter, including the two to Gina Markson in the corner, where Markson hits both threes, and all of a sudden, oh, the Dahlberg Arena's going crazy, and the Cats are on their heels for the whole rest of the game. Well, and using that high post and having her see the floor, I mean, yes. for her to turn and square up, um, that's a six-foot body that is able to find her shooters and confidently hit Gina Markson, who lights out. Um, you got to credit Gina for hitting those shots, but Danny doing a really good job manipulating the offense to get it to the right hot shooters, right and, hot hands. And then you get it there, and now all of a sudden, what are people doing? They're creeping out on the perimeter. They're trying to deny Markson. Well, then right after that, in the second quarter, Barch turns faces, squares up. Everybody's closing out on the shooters because they don't want the three. Well, Barch can get to the rim in one dribble, so then she's just at the rim attacking. Now the defense is completely flustered because they don't know which one to take away. Then you're just rolling when you're leading. Because part of Coach Binsford's plan was to take away those primary actions, yes. take away the primary looks, and she wanted Montana to have to just grind it out and use the shot clock. But Montana did a really good job using the shot clock and really worked their offense. Yep. They didn't necessarily shoot right away out of the primary action. They, they were patient they as were. well on the offensive end, and they took care of the basketball. They played the best game I've seen them play this year. No doubt. We talked about the lineup. I had the lineup in the notes as well, and I think that the lineup change to get Marks and G. Feller on the floor. I also think then, you know, because you can bring Heward in off the bench for Maggie S. miller McGraw or MJ Bruto. It gives you a jolt in defense. S. miller McGraw is a lights-out shooter. She's good defensively when her legs are fresh, but... She struggles with that part of the game because she's had these lower leg injuries for most of her career. So she can't play these long stretches. But replacing her with a couple defensive stalwarts, bam, now your lineup diversifies. And I just think that was a big move. But we'll settle upon this to end uh, our first segment here on Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. I'm not saying it's the best win, but I'm saying it's the biggest win of Brian Holsinger's career for the Lady Grizz. Why? Because if you're building it and you have all this conversation, I, I called it th this this last three years exactly that in the column I wrote at Skyline Sports. It's been conversation sparking. Lady Grizz have always been a big part of Missoula and and the fabric of Montana and and all of that stuff. This this current though um, coaching staff and and what they've done since they've come here has sparked conversation across the state. Because it's the first time, even though Robin Selvig's been retired for seven plus years now, it's the first time that it's something completely different. Shannon Swain was just a Robin Selvig disciple. She coached for Coach Selvig for 25 years. She played for Coach Selvig. Mo most of the things were the same. Mike Petrino, same thing. And that was a weird year. He's the interim coach. COVID. It's, it's COVID. It's weird. All sorts of weird stuff. So then to have a national surge and have an outsider come in and have this, this coach say, hey, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. You know, I'm going to recruit on a, on a regional level, and we're going to go into Boise and Denver and Canada, and we're going to get transfers and and all these things that are were completely novel concepts for the Lady Grizz. To have all that and then build all this, this conversation and all this momentum, then if you have a good team, like we thought the Lady Grizz were good all year long, you have a good team, and then you have this, this tough meltdown type, type loss in Bozeman, then you have the rival coming back to Missoula when you have some momentum. If you lose that game at home, the weight of the world crushes you. Then you, you have to deal with the narrative of the rivalry for the whole rest of the regular season. Now you don't. Now instead you can say, hey, moving on, how do we sustain this? It's a huge win for Brian Holsinger and his staff. They always say that you have to take care of your home court. No doubt. And that's exactly what he did. 50th win 
for Montana for Coach Holsinger. Nice. So that's also nice, yep. Mark. But I do think that this team um, is piece. The pieces of this team is what he has put together that's right. over the last three that's years. Right. And we do look at, at these teams across the Big Sky. Montana, to me, has the most talent That's right. when I look at it from a roster standpoint. That's right. And you have to give him credit because he brought those pieces in. He's worked Danny Barch into the mix. He's kept certain pieces, and he's been able to funnel in some real dynamic, fun players that this Lady Grizz community just really gets behind. There's no doubt. And, that, and that's the thing. The Lady Grizz have been so obviously and apparently talented since the very beginning of this season that I, I know that we have been critical of them at certain points during this season. That's because when you watch them, you're like, wow, this team can be so unbelievably good. And then they showed that early by winning in Flagstaff. Now I think this is a turning point. If they can sustain what we saw on Saturday, I think the sky's the limit for this team. I, as I wrote in that column, go check it out, skyonsportsmt.com. Lady Grizz are absolutely a contender in the Big Sky Conference now, both in the regular season, but more importantly, in the tournament uh, in Boise. So as now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Keep those texts coming in if you want to go to the Big Sky in Boise. Big Sky Conference, together with Vertical Rays, is bringing you the Big Sky in Boise giveaway contest. You can text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Or you can hit us up on any of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at Skyline Sports MT on both of those, at Chris Redpath, at Colter Nuanas, at 1029 ESPN. All that works on uh, any of the social medias. We got two free tickets to the entire Big Sky Women's Tournament plus a uh, hotel for two nights in Boise, March 9th through the 13th. We'll be doing the drawing next week. So keep those entries coming in. It's probably presented by Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays is an awesome online fundraising platform for organizations of all sorts. They also are great with working with the high school community in terms of connecting people. They're hosting an awesome coaching clinic over in Post Falls on March 2nd. All sorts of keynote speakers, including Jason Eck from the University of Idaho, uh, Rob Akey, who former Idaho coach, who's now the defensive coordinator uh, at Central Michigan, Dennis Erickson, who's a college football Hall of Famer, and a whole bunch of others. Go to verticalrays.com to find out more about that, uh, or just to find out more about Vertical Rays in general. We'll keep on going around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with some of our top storylines from around the league. Chris Redpath, Coulter Nuanas, back right after this. You're listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three, one is now. 
on ESPN Radio. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. It's presented this week by Ryan and Miller Lot. Ryan and Miller, they have over 30 years of experience. They approach every case like it's going to trial from day one. This ensures the top-notch attorneys are always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to, th- to get the client's the justice they deserve. Best way to reach them is by phone, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. They're available 24-7 on uh, the phone line because they have a live answering person. So if you need any help, 406-542-2233. You can also visit ryanmillerlaw.com. Uh, Storylines around the big sky. We just spent a whole bunch of time on the Lady Grizz, but I want to talk briefly about the other side of the rivalry coming out of Saturday. 72-50 Montana wins. Uh, but the Bobcats still very much alive in the conference race there in fourth place. And uh, I think big-time kudos for Trisha Bidford given all the different factors that have gone into this season. You could have Darian White as a fifth-year senior point guard. You don't. She's at Nebraska. You could have Cole Badbear as a fifth-year starting center. You don't. She's at MSUB. Uh, on down the line, but then also to lose Lexi Deaton before the, the conference season began, to have Dylan Phillip be out for most of the year, with the, I guess all of the year so far. Uh, supposed to be your, your starting point guard in, in Lindsay, Lindsay Hine, for sure. I mean, they, a lot of has gone on. You look at the lineups that they're playing. I mean, they're playing five freshmen, a whole bunch of sophomores, and then a trio of seniors. But even though the Bobcats took it on the chin, I thought Coach Bidford was nails in the postgame press conference. He said, hey, if we don't get our hands on balls and get to the free throw line, we're not going to be able to function. And then if you combine that with being on the road and the other team makes 14 threes, we're dead. She knows exactly what didn't go right for her team, but I think that, like she said, they're going to regroup. And I think I think they're going to be a tough out when it gets to Boise. Well, she hasn't had a losing season in 16 years. This is her 19th year coaching. She's had 20 win seasons for the last three. Um, she knows what she's doing, and she's proven the longevity factor in the conference. She's also had to overcome a lot of adversity over the years, and she's managed to do so. And I know that this team will respond, and that's the other side, is you do have to look at it, Coulter, as one game and, and look to learn from it, um, but also not let it affect these last two weeks of play because we all know it's going to start over in Boise in just three weeks. Mary Dykstra is the outstanding sophomore post for the Cats. She said in the post game, we did not play our game today. If we play our game for 40 minutes, I think we're going to be tough to beat. We just got to get back to doing that. And uh, I do think that's true. I think that when you get to a neutral site tournament like it's going to be in Boise and and maybe there's waning energy in the arena, especially in the early games, being able to guard and being able to play disruptive defense is going to take you a long way. And if the Cats can get back to that, I think they could be a, a good contender. Well, and it's interesting when you look at Boise because if they do finish where right now, if we were to just call it, they'd yep. be number four. Yep. And they actually wouldn't play until the third round, which right. is on Monday. That's when that game five is played. Um, they would play UNC which is an interesting matchup for them. Um, but it is, you know, first round opens on Saturday, then we have second round on Sunday, and we don't see those top seeds until um, Monday. But I do look at Montana State, and I also think this is a team that went to Cheney and beat Eastern no doubt. on their home floor by yep. one and did it in a way where it, that was another statement went in the conference. No doubt. Just you're going to go into the number one team and beat them on their home floor. So I think there's some other pieces to this Montana State team that show resilience. They show the fight. 
you know, I've been impressed with Natalie Picton because no I think doubt. that's a very hard role to step into. Uh, you know, filling Darian White's shoes for anyone is going to be hard. But I look at how she stepped in and she's an extension of Coach Binford at the point guard position and she's done a really nice job as a freshman. I thought it was really neat to see both Matt Coning and Natalie Picton playing against each other. I mean, they played against each other in high school. Their town in Ontario is just 60 miles apart. Crazy. So here we have these two starting Canadian point guards. I thought that was just kind of a fun storyline. I love the Canadian pipeline that's going on. This is cool. This has actually been a little bit of a trend in men's basketball because Toronto has become the hotbed of North America for men's basketball. There's more guys from the Toronto metropolitan area in the NBA than anywhere else in the than any other city in in North America it used to be Seattle now it's Toronto, well, we've seen this a little bit now matriculate its way into the Big Sky. I mean, there's a couple Canadians on Montana State, uh, Mary Dykstra, Mary Dykstra, Natalie Picton, Matt Coning here at the University of Montana. So certainly uh, some Canadian ties. And uh, I love Canadians. I never made a Canadian I didn't like. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the top of the league. NAU takes one on the chin to Sacramento State. We'll get to that in a minute, but then they bounce back with a win. Eastern sweeps the weekend. They had their hands full with Idaho State, but then they get all over Weber State. Now these two teams tied at 11-2 and atop the league, and they play tomorrow evening. So uh, both of them have, uh, I mean, NAU had their, their win streak snap, but they got back on the winning side. What, what can you tell us just about this sort of collision course they've been on? Well, I mean, yeah, that eight-game winning streak with that loss against Sac State really, you know, was a momentum disruptor. No doubt. Um, and I think it, it definitely sent some shockwaves through the big sky. I do think Sac State has really come on as of late, and we will have to dive into their roster in more detail. When I look at Eastern, though, if I flip over to Eastern, since they took that loss on February 1st to Montana State, they've rattled off four straight wins, and they definitely are positioning themselves to be in the driver's seat. Now, our biggest game coming up, Coulter, which we're also going to talk about, is NAU versus Eastern. Yes. It's coming up on the 22nd, and I think that's going to be a huge game. Also, because it's going to, someone's going to lose, so it's going to increase the, you know, it's going to tighten the gap yes. in terms of Montana or Montana State sliding in and maybe taking away one of those top seeds or looking to make a play to win the, the regular season. And when it comes to Sac State, talk about uh, getting it going. I mean, Eric Kaha said this after they had their first conference win. He said, hey, this has been a process. And, and at one point, they were 1-18. And, and he said, I knew we were going to turn a corner. It's just a matter of win. But all we want with this year and year one is we played our best basketball in March. Well, they're playing their best basketball right now in February with March just around the corner. They took Northern Arizona completely out of their game. It was it was so crazy. You still have Leah Beattie, who has a career high. She shoots. She makes six threes. In the game. But what was crazy about Northern Arizona, they're such a good free throw shooting team. They shot 47% from the free throw line. Weird. I mean, they couldn't even at make home the free throw. Too. 14 of 30. But I also look at this as Sac State out rebounded. They outscored in the paint. We watched Sophie Glancy absolutely dominate the Montana schools, 30 points apiece yeah. against both of those Montana schools. And you just didn't see it against the Sac State team. But you do have to give credit to Bente Verstig. I think she's doing just great things. I mean, her her ability to pass, she is leading. I mean, she had 13 assists in this game. She's averaging nine and a half assists per game, um, which is really neat to say. Salape Amusen was part of the team last year. Um, and I also look at some of these other players, like Asama Hansen, coming in the mix and really being consistent on the offensive end. And, I mean, you got to hand it to Sac State. Um, 
I'm, I'm not quite sure how they've done it, but they snapped that 12-game winning, you know, the 12-game losing streak, and they've won four of their last six games. When you have a point guard like Verstige is as well, I mean, talk about making it a little bit easier on a coach. Eric Kolhoff only has to worry about his rotation beyond her. He doesn't. She doesn't even come out. She's leading the nation in minutes played. She's playing 39-plus minutes a game. Talking about physical endurance, unbelievable. And I mean, you could say she gets a bunch of assists because she doesn't come out, but she's also one of the best uh, assist people in the entire country, so pretty impressive. Noah's now just been reading around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Crystal Redpath. Idaho is another one that maybe is, is turning the corner a little bit. They swept the weekend. They've won three out of four, and they're sitting there at six and seven in league. So they're still jockeying for for some uh, positioning in the standings, and uh, we'll see if they can make some noise. Uh, I don't know much at all about this Vandals team, especially because it's they, they still haven't come through Montana yet. That'll come uh, next weekend, so I haven't got this chance to see them in person at all. What do we know about this squad? Well, it's been bumpy for them. They're 6-7 and seven in conference for a reason. They had a nice sweep this last weekend, and I think obviously beating Idaho State by one in their cross-state game big, big um, was really big. I think Sarah Schmidt had, a, you know, I watched the ending of that game. She had a last-second layup in an and one and made the free throw to win the game. Um, so 45 seconds left, and Idaho was down by two, and they turned the ball over um, and fouled Idaho State, who missed two free throws. Um, but this Idaho team, I mean, it's it's hard to understand a coach's identity in their first year. Totally. Coming from the University of Nebraska, Kearney, we, we're not quite sure where we're going to see Amy um, Carrie Amy and what she's going to bring, but Kennedy Johnson has sure playing great. She's a UCSB transfer. I also think that Asha Phillips, who was part of that team last year, has really stepped up. Um, Sarah Schmidt also came with um, Carrie Amy from the University of Nebraska Kearney, and she's playing really good. I mean, they got three players averaging in double figures. I think they're a team that could make some noise in the Big Sky in the middle of the pack right now, Coulter. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough. I mean. Anytime you take over for a coach like John Newley, who was, first of all, there for 15 years. Second of all, he runs so many different intricate, complex offensive sets. So if the if the players that return, you inherit those, you're, you're just going to have a different identity because you just aren't going to be calling plays like Coach Newley was calling plays. You might call your own plays, whatever, but it's just a huge transition. And then they also lost you know, all-time great player in Beyond Speed. Uh, who decided to take her fifth year uh, just across the way uh, in Pullman, Washington instead. So, uh, But certainly the fact that Idaho's won a couple and three out of four, I don't know, maybe they can uh, keep on jockeying uh, in the standings. This is what is now ESPN Radio around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. We'll take a look at this upcoming week's games here uh, to finish up this week. It's presented in part by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Ryan and Miller is dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation possible. They work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients. Their team works hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after being in a car accident. Consultations are always free, so call 406-542-2233 to discuss your case with Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Take a look at this upcoming week's schedule right after this. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world 
and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Winding up, uh, hour number one, rolling into hour number two here in just a quick minute. Matt Brown, the Extra Points newsletter, our guest on the ESPN Roundtable, but we have our co-host that we share each Wednesday with, Chris Redpath, talking all things uh, Big Sky Conference women's basketball. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, they truly care about their clients and their community. It's important for the firm that they help local Montanans. Every year they find ways to get back to the community and support the community. So many different organizations that Ryan and Miller Law is uh, a part of, and I just think it's so great. Well, how about Angie Miller with her amazing video introducing our segment oh, yeah. this week? She's just a She's natural. A pro. She's a pro. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much that she doesn't do. <laughs> That's exactly right. They do so many good things like donating to various youth sports programs. They have their car seat giveaway annually. They also have their backpack giveaway for... Uh, you know, less uh, uh, disenfranchised type kids and, and helping them get all the school supplies and things that they need. So uh, Paul, Brian specifically, has been around Missoula for decades, and I, I know he loves this place about as much as anything. That's all we ever talk about when I talk to him is how much we love Missoula. Well, and also I think about him coming into my son's Quiz Bowl um, team last year and speaking to all of them about how important academics, and he sponsored the team. So we had shirts with their names on them for love the it. Quiz Bowl competition. But he got those kids so fired up. Just he, he also just invests in various programs around Missoula. It's not, he'll find these niches and he just really goes in. He's such a leader in our community. No doubt. Appreciate Ryan and Miller Law for their continued support of so many different things that we do here uh, on Nuanas Now here on ESPN Radio. Here's a look at this week's games. Tomorrow, the, the Montana schools are on the road. Cats are at Portland State. Grizz are at Sac, Lady Grizz are at Sac State. Northern Colorado plays at Idaho, and then NAU at Eastern Washington. Hold that thought for a moment. Then on Saturday, Cats play at Sac State. Idaho State plays at Weber State. NAU plays at Idaho. Northern Colorado's at Eastern, and Montana is at Portland State. For the Montana schools, you think he's, he's got to take care of business against two of the teams towards the bottom of the standings, but Sac State's been red hot. We'll come back to that in a minute. But the game of the week, no doubt, no question, the battle for first place in Cheney with NAU uh, headed in there. Uh, to take on Eastern Washington, these two teams tied at 11-2 and two at the top of the Big Sky standings. Well, and they definitely have some of the most prolific players in the Big Sky yes. when we look at personnel. I mean, Leah Beattie's playing great for NAU. Just I mean, became just, a thousand-point scorer. Well, and she's shooting lights out, and she just looks comfortable um, in, in their system. And I look at the Moran sisters. They combine for about 20 points a game. You've got Sophie Glancy down low that's just able to dominate. And then Rodabaugh, who I feel is, I mean, and that is one piece that was not present in the Sac State game. So that's one thing we should bring up, that they were playing without Emily Rodabaugh. Um, but I, I think, and then we also have Grace Beasley that's coming back in, and Taylor Feldman that's done a really good job running this club. So they've got multiple weapons that I feel are gelling. But when I look at this Eastern Washington team, Coulter, you know I absolutely think Jamie Loetta is is top-notch. No and Ali Alexander. Those two right there are probably a couple of the top two players in the conference. 
But Luetta's ability to distribute the basketball, she has so many weapons she can go to with Jacinda Buckley, Jaleesa Martin, or Jaleesa Lawrence, excuse me, um, J.D. Martin, Millie Knowles is another one. And I look at this Eastern team. Um, they also are one of the better defensive teams in the league. Yep. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how NAU handles that pressure. Um, they're definitely more offensive-minded and like to get the ball up, get as many shots up. So this is the this is the game to watch tomorrow. No doubt. I mean, NAU has the, the firepower offensively to match up with anybody. That's how they went on that eight-game winning streak. And they, they are probably better than you think defensively as well. But the thing that sets Eastern apart from everybody else, and I know we were just talking how much we think the Lady Grizz are absolutely in the, the same company as true contenders when it comes to the tournament. But the thing that Eastern has that no one else has is they have two veteran guards that are two-way players. It's not just the offense. They're both dynamite defensively, especially Loetta. She's, she's I, I think, maybe inarguably the best defensive guard in the league. Well, and they've just had two losses. I mean, they had that one back in in January to NAU um, where they lost by four. They lost to Montana State by one, which was an interesting loss. But for the most part, Eastern Washington has dominated and been in the mix for, you know, most of their games sitting at 21 and five. Um, They've won their last five. And I look at them to really try to capitalize on these last two weeks of conference play, solidify the identity, go into the tournament as the number one seed, and do some damage down in Boise. A couple weeks ago, I think if you would have said Montana's Thursday night game at Sac State is one of the biggest on the schedule, you said, no way. That's crazy. Sac State's like 1-18. and 18. What's, What are you talking about? Well, Sac State's won 4 out of 6, but they also just destroyed NAU last week, last Thursday. The, the final margin was 16 points, but they were up like 25 at one point. They just dissected NAU, and, and they were on the road. Sac State was playing in flag. So now back at home, a young roster that's just made massive strides. This was a high-alert game for the Lady Grizz. You cannot have a letdown after what was such a complete performance against the Cats on Saturday. Well, and you just can't play on your heels. You nailed yeah. it, Coulter. But I also think I look at um, this whole game, Sac State out-rebounding Northern Arizona. That's going to have to be something that Montana just cannot afford to have happen down at Sac State. So that's something they're really going to have to pay attention to. Taking care of the basketball. Um, you're going to have a team against Sac State that's playing really, I don't know how much they can move up. Right. They're probably going to be number nine. Sure. When you look at the standings, you look at Portland State and Sac State. I'm not sure if they can make a pull or a play to maybe push ahead of Weber State. Idaho State is another anomaly right now that we're just trying to figure out what's going on there with Coach Soboleski um, with them losing five right now in a row, which is just uncharacteristic. But we know he will be there come tournament <laughs> No time. doubt. I um, mean, Coach Seaton, he's gotten teams that were eight seeds to the championship game. So when it, when it comes to the Big Sky Tournament, they're going to figure out a way to be right there. Right. And I think Casey Spink, I just think she's incredible. And I know Laura Bello is also a dominating force. They've been plagued with some foul trouble. And they just, they're, they're a team that grinds it out. So we know those tough teams will be there. We'll have a little bit more clarity next time around around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. We'll also be previewing the final home weekend for the Montana schools next week. But in the meantime, uh, appreciate you being here, Krista. Thanks so much. Thank you, Coulter. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, probably presented by Ryan and Miller Law, a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Let's go deep into the world of NIL collectives. Matt Brown, Extra Points newsletter on the other side. Keep it right here. 1029 ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, 
and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.